Dude, you're just dancing. <laughs> All right, ready? Three, two, one, go. Welcome to Midnight Conversations. I'm Anandin Envy Karaja. And I'm Stephen Banos. And I am glad that we're here because that intro took us a few times to get right, Stephen. It was, it was, that was number five, I think. It Anandin, was, you told me off for dancing <laughs> during the intro well, and you then know. you started again and um, then you got, then you just started dancing during the true. second one. Hey, and I dance, but my responsibility know? is not to hit record. Stephen was dancing to the uh, music at the start and then he forgot to hit record. And I, I, was like, I had <laughs> hit record. I was just reaching for my drink. Oh, yeah, so totally. Totally, totally. But oh, we are finally here. a good here. start here, guys. We are, we are indeed, but we're finally here. <laughs> and we're here. Thank you to CPATH, thank Center you, for Public Awareness of Science. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just, are we sure that's what it stands for, by the way? Like, yeah, yeah. No, the Australian we, National we Center for the Public Awareness it? of Science. Okay, cool, cool. Because like, we say it every week. It could be you know, a completely different acronym. We're just getting it wrong. We're Have you got guessing. one? Have you got one on the top of you? Uh, yeah. The Center of Public uh, awesomeness inside. Oh, that's mm. so dreadful. Yeah, sorry. I would, I'm not great at improv. <laughs> 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 so, it was uh, worth a try. It was. It was indeed. So today, mm-hmm. what we're looking at is something very dear to my heart. Something that I found extremely interesting because, yeah. you know, anecdotally, I look around me, I'm doing my PhD in neuroscience and, you know, there's a lot of people who are stressed, a lot of people who, you know, are at different stages in the PhD and, I often th- think to myself, you know, what is the rate of sort of mental health issues that occur in PhD students? Mm. And so I stumbled across this paper, which actually looks at this, and it looks at work organization and mental health problems in PhD students. And I thought, Stephen, why mm. don't we cover this in today's podcast? Yeah, I've been wanting to do uh, do a podcast on mental health for, for quite a while. Mm. And I want this to be something that we return to every so often because it's a good discussion to keep rolling because it, it can help people. And mental health is so broad as well. When we look at it, we're talking about anxiety, depression, uh, even people who are living with schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. Like There's so many facets of this that um, mm. to explore. So it's definitely something we'll look into. Yeah, and this one appealed to us, I think, because yeah, Anadin's a PhD student, as he said, and I also did a Juris Doctor, mm. um, which is similar. It's like a master's That's of right. law, and that was uh, pretty taxing on the old brain of mine. It so. was. It was indeed. And how do you feel? Has your mental health suffered beyond, do you think, the degree itself? We're getting personal straight away. Oh, we right? are. Yeah, we are indeed. No, honestly, yeah, I think it really did suffer. Interesting. Like, yeah, yeah like yeah. Quite, quite quite severely at mm. times, yeah. The stress Things of are good the workload, now. is it? Is yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. workload. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the workload, um, you know, having to miss so many events. Yeah, um, prioritizing. One. Prioritizing. Yeah, yeah, just like reading textbooks and stuff was was so so hard for me because you know I'm like very very close with my family and I uh, love all my friends and stuff and it was really hard to to you know turn down events. That's I think that's what got to me the most. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 tough and I mean it, it parallels some of the findings in this research paper. But in saying that, Stephen, mm. do you want to walk people through? Generally, what was what was happening in this research paper? What were they sort of doing overall? What was their goal? Their goal was to try to determine just uh, the extent of it, so the magnitude of mental health problems within these PhD students. So mm-hmm. they took, uh, they used, um, it was a 12-step 
um, what's what do we call this, Anadin? Add item, like an item questionnaire. Item it, questionnaire it, it, yeah. it just means there are 12 parts of it. And, mm. and uh, yeah, they use that to sort of delineate which uh, category they would fit students in on their scale. So if you, mm. you know, if you responded to two of the items, then if, or if you fit two of the categories, they'd say you had maybe some level of distress. And then if you had four of the categories, it was depression. Mm. And, 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 and I'll, I'll actually just read out these categories now so mm. you understand what I'm talking about. They're, they're symptoms. So um, these, are, these are questions that would appear in a questionnaire to the, the people that they surveyed. And so they were like, uh, do you feel um, under constraint, strain, uh, co- sorry, constraint, strain, constant strain. <laughs> constant strain and constraint. You feel constrained <laughs> by the constant strain on your life. Yeah. That's me right now. Unhappy <laughs> and depressed. Uh, you've lost sleep over worry. Uh, could not overcome difficulties. Not enjoying day-to-day activities. Lost confidence in self. Not playing a useful role. Mm. Could not concentrate or not feeling happy or all things considered. Felt worthless. Could not make decisions or could not face problems. Mm-hmm. So, Anadin, as a PhD student, yeah, reading through that, were there any that you personally felt? Yeah, you, it's uh, it's a good question. I think uh, I think a PhD lifestyle, like uh, what's important to note, is it's difficult, but it doesn't impact everyone the same, and everyone has their own personal issues that you know the biggest thing they tell you when you start a phd is life goes on you do a phd for three four years think of all the major life events that happen in those three or four years you know crazy things can happen and and for me personally i think i've I've luckily had quite a stable life outside of PhD, which mm. has allowed me to focus a lot on the PhD itself. And, 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 and I've always had a bit of perspective in terms of the meaning of a PhD in the broad scale of a life. And I, I've always viewed it as like an opportunity to engage in professional development and just be selfish and just learn forever before, mm. you know, I ever have kids or whatever, you know, I, I have an opportunity to just focus on myself and be better. But the result of that or the reality of that is you're constantly under uh, the stress of being criticized, feeling you're not good enough or or in a in a field where you're way over your head and you're always learning and surrounded by people who know a lot. So that can feel daunting, but depending on your perspective, it can be a point of power or, you know, a point of uh, hardship. So hmm. um Personally, I've I've been okay. You've always seemed really cheerful, but that yeah. you know, and and it could be a predisposition. I could be cheerful. It, it could be just because of perspective that I always yeah. like keep in the back of my mind. My family's healthy, you know, my partner's healthy. Mm. Like th- things that um, I always think about constantly. And I, I'm sure if people listening, you know, they would also be like, yeah, you know, when I think about those things, I feel better. But it's about like how frequently do you think about those things to mm. to make it really meaningfully impact so um yeah so out of these 12 here you Mm. would say maybe zero experienced i don't don't know yeah i mean close to i mean i I definitely Mm -hmm. you know there's definitely anxiety but you know and another thing is the idea of what is normal like you know sometimes when i'm feeling anxious i'm like well well this is normal like Mm. i'm doing a massive presentation i'm doing a workshop on statistics you know this week and i'm like yeah if i'm nervous that's that's sort of normal so it's i think again it's it's part perspectives which Mm. which which can help a bit so so it seems like you're a bit of an outlier then given the results of this study. Do you want to Well, yeah, I guess so. But in saying that, it doesn't mean that the results uh, are not important for some people and, and mm. definitely a lot of people out there. So 
they, as, as Stephen said, they assessed the prevalence or like the um, how many people uh, had mental health problems in a PhD sample. They had like three and a half thousand, a little bit over three and a half thousand students. And then they compared those PhD students to three other samples. And that, that's the important part. They mm-hmm. looked at those that are highly educated in general population, uh, highly educated employees and higher education students just to see if they could like tease apart the effects. Is it due to doing a PhD? Is it due to the demands of education or is it a combination of the above? And then they assessed uh, organizational factors relating to PhD students to see what predicted mental health status and what Mm. the results were, were Based on the questionnaire that Steve just ran you through, mm-hmm. uh, of that 12-item questionnaire, it showed that 32% of PhD students are at risk of having or developing a common psychiatric disorder, especially depression. And this estimate was significantly higher than those obtained in the comparison group. So those other groups that they compared it to, the PhD students were always higher in, in the prevalence of these disorders. So organizational policies were significantly associated with prevalence of mental health problems. So this meant like uh, work family uh, factors or job demands or job control or you know ha- the supervisor's leadership style there's always this big thing about you know PhD students with bad or good supervisors and how that can really shape a project so a lot of that team decision making culture and perception of a career outside of academia all these things all these factors were linked with mental health problems but I think what's interesting here is that mm. I don't think it applies just to the PhD case. I think a lot of people could relate to some of those factors that were there. But what's of course, yeah. notable to this study is that it was PhD students that experienced their greatest demands. Mm. Mm. Observationally, I, I would say that that you know that holds true as well. Yeah. I've definitely. got a lot of friends that have that done PhDs and I've, se- I've seen them yeah. you know, feeling very stressed and losing a lot of their uh, you know, buoyancy and personality. Is well, what do you think is the reason amongst your observational you know, notes that you've taken amongst your peer group? What do you think are the reasons of stress amongst them? And I'll compare because mm. I know a lot of PhD students too. So I'd be interested to know what you found there. Yeah, I think it's the breadth of workload. It's this feeling mm-hmm. of just being overwhelmed all the time. Um, you know, the the output of your work seems so far in the distance and there's just s- such an incredible amount of tasks to get through before you actually reach that. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that, you're going, okay, well, what am I actually producing here? Yeah. And, and how much is this going to help me achieve the other things that I want to achieve in my life? Mm-hmm. So, And th- that's a huge question. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, you want to feel like you're, you know, every day working towards building a better life for yourself. and mm. Yeah, it, it's mm. spot on. I mean, I think uh, one of the things that I, I see that cripples a lot of people is the lack of structure mm-hmm. in, in a PhD. It's interesting. There's a lot of people who just can't, don't thrive when they, you know, you it's, it's that classic experiment. Have you ever seen, Steve, where they get like, um, they give you two options, mm-hmm. right, of a product? Say, you know, you're going to have Coca-Cola or... Uh, you know, Pepsi. Are those the two main competitors? <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, we have Lipton Iced Mountain Tea. Dew. Um, that is, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Lipton Iced Tea. Our running sponsor and uh, unofficial sponsor of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we have Lipton Iced Tea and Coca-Cola. I'm sure Coca-Cola could sponsor us one day as well. Maybe. Although, yeah. I'm morally against some of the things they do in the world, but that's another <laughs> question. So um, we have these two products. And if oh. I was, say, Steve, mm-hmm. do you want some Coca-Cola 
which sure. is uh, high in sugar and more likely to kill you uh, due to the health effects. Or mm. this beautiful Lipton iced tea, which has no sugar, but artificial sweetness, which are also negative, but not as bad as straight off sugar. Which one would you go for, Steve? Am I familiar with the products in my own knowledge or am yeah, I yeah. basing this off just it, what you're saying here? You right know, you, you, you are familiar with them. It's it's main, The main priority here is that there's two options. Which one would you go for? I'm just trying to sway you. One yeah, no, I, I, I see the one that you're trying to sway. Yeah, don't mess me up the sponsorship. <laughs> 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 right. Lipton Lip iced tea. There you go, Lipton. Lipton, if you're listening once again, <laughs> that's a bonus for you. So, so yes, make that, the- <laughs> that's one thing. Now, if I say, hey, Steve, there's, you know, Lipton of this version, Lipton of that version, all these different flavors, all these different Coke flavors. Can you pick one? And you mm. hadn't had any of these before. You get sort of this overwhelm of choice that, that occurs. Yep. And so sometimes having too much choice or too much variety can be really hard. In the same way, doing a PhD, when you have your whole day and you have zero structure. Mm. You do what you want to do. Like at the end of the day, you just got to produce the outcome, the thesis at the end or the publications at the end of the thesis. That's the main thing. So a lot of people really struggle with how to break those big, massive goals into smaller goals. And that's where, yeah, it can Mm. be difficult. I think it's also at least something that I personally felt was um, given uh, when things get really difficult when you're studying, you think, okay, my options are to either endure this like really difficult period of life or to pull out. And then you realize that, you know, if you if you quit or pull out of this study, you're just going to feel ashamed of yourself because you've given up, you've succumbed to fear, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, it, you're basically just stuck in, in the middle of two really horrible outcomes for sure. yourself. And yeah, so I think if anyone is actually feeling that, you know, I would say stick with it, mm-hmm. but um, try to try to develop a, a positive outlook on what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know? Interesting. Um, and if you do really feel like you need to quit, um, you know, make make clear the reasons to yourself why you are quitting. And it is it would be for your health. It would be, you know, for, for balance in life. Mm. Mm. I would say uh, I would say pull up. Yeah, you would yeah, it, uh, I, I say that for two reasons. Mm. One, uh, to contradict you. And two is to predominantly, <laughs> <laughs> predominantly right. to, um, because I think situationally, I think there's certain instances where pulling out can be positive and pulling out can be negative. Mm. And I think you're right. What you're touching on there is perseverance benefits a, l- a lot of the time. Sometimes people underestimate their own skills, what they can do, and that just requires perseverance. But sometimes, yeah. you know, people are powering through something which you know if if they haven't asked themselves that big question which i think you just touched on there which is what are you doing this for like what is the outcome of this can you see the value in what you're doing and if you can't answer those questions immediately or even tangentially i think that's when you have signs of well where where is this going you know so because i mean from the findings of this study my takeaway is that PhDs are taxing. Like mm. they're they're tough. They're no joke. They're not n- not just intellectually, but it seems emotionally and psychologically, it can be extremely taxing. So, it's it's about asking yourself, what do you want out of this, and can you see the value in it? I think for me, I've always seen the value in what I'm doing because I've seen it as development, and and so as a result, I think I take it a bit more lightheartedly in a positive yep. way as a result. But there's another a bunch of other factors. Like I have an mm. amazing supervisor, and and as this paper notes, like terrible supervisors can be a big yeah big i was interested well, so. to say that so mm. a laissez-faire supervisor is right. um is more likely to in, induce uh you know the respondents of this study to mm. to um 
What am I trying to say? The, 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 the lack of structure, essentially, was was crippling to some people. Mm. And that's that's what laissez-faire is. And they, and they find that in educational context as well, when, you know, teachers who uh, have this really relaxed style, um, at, it gets to a certain point where it's actually detrimental to student learning because they don't have the structure. They don't know what to learn, what what the guidelines are, and, and sometimes structure can help with motivation and engagement. So, yeah. um, so Stephen. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's your takeaway here? Do, do mm. What do you think? I mean, does this deflate you in thinking if you were ever to do a PhD, would you, is this actually a factor? Uh, do you, uh, reflecting on your experiences in doing the Juris Doctor, do you think that there were things that could have been done to help minimize any psychological distress? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, totally, totally. So, I mean, I mean, what this study found was that work-family conflict is the most important predictor of both psychological distress mm. and, a, and a risk of um, psych- psychiatric disorder. Mm. And so um, that's exactly what I said was the hardest thing for me. And yeah. I think if I, um, yeah, if I went back to when I was actually doing that Jewish doctor, I would have taken so much more time just to, to spend with my, my friends and family. Yeah. And I feel like that would have made me feel so much better going through that whole thing and could have been a lot easier. And I also, you know, could have sat down and really figured out what, you know, the value of the degree was mm. very specifically. Mm. I did I did sort of ask myself why, but I just, like, why, when I started the degree, like, why am I doing this? It's obviously got to be building towards something, but I don't think I've answered that question properly to myself. Interesting. And, mm. and sometimes you don't need to know uh, where you're going to understand what direction to pick in the sense of sometimes going nowhere or, or like having this overwhelming choice as we touched on is it, it can be more crippling and sometimes mm. picking a direction and just committing to it is where you sort of develop skills then you develop more of a passion for what you're doing because you're getting better and better at it and then you find your niche as a result of those things so mm. it's it's a fine balance there's no right or wrong answer but sometimes as you say trying is is a good option yeah, yeah. Are you feeling less enthused about your PhD at the moment? <laughs> uh, never, you know, because uh, technically I'm on PhD time right now and I'm doing this podcast. Yeah, right? so, like this is my PhD. This is part of it. And 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 of note, I think one uh, one thing to note within this study is they did say that you know this is correlational evidence. So a big message that. The mantra people always say with correlational studies is correlation does not mean causation. Mm-hmm. So just because there's a relationship between two variables does not necessarily mean that one causes the other. That's essentially what that means. So here in this example, what they're saying is that, look, there's a relationship between doing a PhD and psychological distress, but doing a PhD doesn't necessarily cause psychological distress. It could be that those who are prone to experiencing psychological distress are more likely to actually enroll in a PhD, and that's where they find these differences. So so th- that's an important point to note as well. Hmm. And, you know, I've biased opinions here, but I've had nothing but great I had things that have happened in the PhD. And, and like, <laughs> not to say there haven't been really difficult times. Like, I've had really tough situations of, 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 that I've gone through within my research and, you know, within academics and all sorts of things, trying to manage that space. But again, it's all of perspective. Like, I think every job has those challenges. So for me, it's just like, you know, I, I, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, hey, I'm going to see Steve's face. We're going to do a podcast oh, together. Don't you know? flatter me. Life is good. Well, well what, what <laughs> harm is there? Um, so, you know, that, that's well, I mean, you've always maintained really good balance. You have a great diet. You exercise mm. frequently. You know, being a student of psychology, you understand what your brain needs to, to function at its at its best. Yeah. Um, Education I've, is power, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah, part of it. Um, I think a lot of PhD students have already, you know, done several years of study. They've been living on campus, just mm. eating, you know, meagering and, <laughs> and you know, drinking beers and smoking rolly cigarettes with their so. mates. And, 
you know that that's <laughs> that stuff's you know it's fun but you know maintaining a li- maintaining a lifestyle mm. like that can uh, can actually take its toll after a while no definitely personal experience <laughs> <laughs> i've sensed a lot of that there <laughs> but in saying that i mean listeners at home please let us know what your thoughts are um on this paper we're going to link it in the description of the podcast and let us know have a read through it the uh, uh, conclusion discussion and abstract sections are really well written fairly straightforward to read so have a read and, and let us know your thoughts feel free to email in and, and let us know i mean do you think differently to this paper does it make you think differently are you more aware of anything i mean my my takeaway from this is definitely to be more aware that you know mm-hmm. it's one in one in two people i think they had said had psychological distress so like yep. turn to the person next to you right that's that's the idea so exactly yeah, yeah. if you're if you're a phd student struggling you know yeah. talk about it because that's it, it. yeah and not only that if you are in a phd and you see other students it's likely that you know they're going through tough times as well so exactly. helping one another out is really important not just in phds but in life Okay. Oh. Yeah, there you go. We and ended on that. It's a bit too cheesy. And no, is it? Oh, <laughs> Me and you will hold hands. And we'll, cycle, we'll cycle home together and, and enjoy. We're already it. holding hands. That, that's that. true. That's what we do. Steve and I do that throughout the podcast. I mean, my hands quite sweaty right now. Mm-hmm. But, so uh, is mine. Actually, yeah, it's a bit weird. I don't know why we do this. Did yours get sweaty first? Or did mine? Um, I don't know. It's correlation, not causation. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, See guys. Ya. See ya. <laughs>